Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network. Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We're your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast where we shall analyze the history of the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, only one episode, or specials that ran only once. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. I'm sorry. You should be. Hi, guys. This is gonna be a weird one. (sighs) So... We didn't have a regular episode last week. We uh, interviewed the Chuck E. Cheese historians, which was awesome. Yes! Um, Let's do the opposite of Chuck E. Cheese now. But for the but two episodes prior to that, uh, we had promised that we were going to do WWE's Girls Gone Wild special. Yes. Now, the reason we wanted to do it is it was a bit of an infamous piece of lost media. Like, on top of it being a special that they've only done once, it was something that people were searching for for years. Yes. Because wrestling fans are some of the most diehard fans that want, like, every bit of wrestling content there is. Yes. So the idea that there was a WWE-sponsored pay-per-view that went missing didn't sit well with a lot of wrestling fans. Yeah, and... The idea that it was Girls Gone Wild kind of added this extra, like, you know, there could have been a thing where you saw, at the time, the divas. Yes. In States of Undress. Yes. So, it's an infamous bit of lost media, and it had been discovered, and then, without vetting it, we were like, we should do it, and we should do it immediately, because, you know, it could get scrubbed from the internet again. Uh, that being said, just quick aside, we did try to delay this episode and go to the History Museum, and we told our patrons this. That episode is not happening. <laughs> no. Um... So uh, we we did go, we were going to go to the, we were, as a surprise, uh, we were going to go to the American History Museum and go to the entertainment uh, segment and do a thing about seeing, like... Archie Bunker's chair and Fonzie's jacket and all these things of TV's past. And Kermit the and Frog. Kermit the Frog. T-Frog was going to be there. And R2-D2. Yes, we were very excited. Uh, it turns out that part of the exhibit is closed until December. My disappointment is innumerable and my day is ruined. And then I was like, well, since that didn't happen, now we have to go home and watch a Girls Gone Wild special. It's been a rough day. Yeah, this... When five minutes in, I sigh and go, no, don't turn it off. It'll make a good episode. Yeah. So, let's start by pouring one out. What in Christ's creation is that? Oh, this is... It looks like vomit. It's orange juice that I put uh, some blue coruscant in and some tequila, and it's a tequila frog. Ah! It's not bad. I really wanted some orange juice. So I was like, I'm drinking orange juice. Fair. It's good. Yeah, it's not very strong. No. I can I tell. needed vitamins. I can tell because uh, you make a noise when you've had too much... When- yeah, I wasn't doing. Yeah, that's not good for a podcast. What do you have, Laura? Water, because watching this made me never want to imbibe alcohol again. It's ice water. That's exciting. I mean, it's a uh, limited edition pink summer iced tea. Oh, polar like it's nice water. Oh, okay. Like it's fancy. It's, Keeping it fancy. It's good water. Yes. It's my favorite limited edition summer. I wonder if they're going to make, like, a limited edition pumpkin spice water. I don't have a, a response to that question at this time. Gentle listeners, you will know if they do. Can you tell we don't want to talk about this? Uh, 
<laughs> so we want to do something a little bit different for this one. Do you want to know what the first note I have on here is? Sure. I'll, I'll read you my first two notes. All right. What fresh hell is this? And oh, look, saw boobs. Yes. Already. Uh, we want to do something a little bit different with this. We're going to start with a verdict. Because we don't want people to think we support this. Doomed, 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 doomed. So this should have stayed doomed. It should have never happened. Yes. And uh, now we're going to take you through why. Like, this is Heather's level. Of upsetting. Genuinely upsetting. I did not, like, it took me a while to, like, wind down enough to fall asleep last night. Because I was just so... I was sick to my stomach watching this, and yeah. I don't think I've ever said that during a show. Yeah, it was... I genuinely did not feel well watching this. It was genuinely unfun and kind of terror. Kind of. It was horrible. And, um, yeah, we just want to start by saying, we don't like this. We're going to review it because that's what we do. And we're sorry. And I'd like to give a, a shout out and a thank you to Becky Diamond. From the uh, wrestling block, res- wrestling blog, wrestling, uh, because a lot of the research uh, last year, she wrote an exhaustively well-researched article about this. Oh, good, because I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I, I know my way around. All right, so first off, I don't know what this is called. It's, I believe, it's called the Girls Gone Wild Search for Miss Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild Live Spring Break Uncensored. Yes. It should be noted that WWE does not appear in the title. No. And this was being promoted as a cross event. I remember it being advertised on SmackDown. I remember that. But it's not actually a WWE event. Despite the fact that it is produced in part by Eric Bischoff. Yes. And uh, he... Was working with uh, another co-producer. Uh, this was produced by uh, Bischoff, Her- Bischoff Hervey Entertainment. Oh, uh, do you do you know who Jason Hervey is? I do not know who Jason Jason Hervey is. You ever seen The Wonder Years? Yeah. Wayne. The brother. Yarp. Whoa. Okay. He was in a production company with Eric Bischoff, Bischoff Hervey Productions. Okay. Interesting. And weird. Yeah, it it's the only remotely funny, charming piece of trivia uh, is that he in that they worked together. Not that they worked on this. The only charming piece of trivia is that Bischoff and Hervey work together, work and that's together kind of once. amusing. Uh, WWE did a lot of the technical work. Okay, because the they cameras, had the production the crews, crew. That was all WWE. Yeah. Crew, camera, um, and obviously the hosting talent is WWE. Yes. So, let's start at the beginning. The first thing that is said is... We are live here at Tequila Frogs, and we've had people waiting hours to get in. I'm like, all right, this is already a mistake. Yes, because uh, what what is there to do at Tequila Frogs, do you reckon? Oh, it's probably drink tequila. Yep. But the idea that there's already been hours of anticipation for this is terrifying. And the fact that it's live yes. is really terrifying. It's like, oh, we... And I think that was, like, the the selling point was, like, it's live, so anything could happen. But in truth, it's like, oh, my God, anything could happen. Yes. There is definitely the element of, uh, because it's live, there is not a lot of control. There is nothing really, um, it's not as slick as you would expect a WWE production to be. Yes. Um... I also want to point out that we're probably not going to have any clips in this episode. If there are some, I'm surprised. But just warning now. I'm wondering probably if you are going to be able clips. to do the one clip. I'm trying to remember if everyone's covered enough to do one clip. We'll see. 
So the opening is a montage of girls pulling up their tops and screaming. Yes, they're going wild, gang. It's... Do men find this sexy? Men like boobs and seeing them. So yes. And then uh, it's hosted by Coach? Yes, Jonathan Coachman, a.k.a. The Coach. He was a commentator... I'm trying to think who the coach was in 2003 because the coach for a while was the perfect kind of person for The Rock to make fun of. Like, his job was to interview The Rock and then The Rock would make him look stupid. Okay. Because the coach was willing to, like, sing the Coco Cabana song and make himself look stupid so The Rock could cut him off and make him look dumb. And then... Uh, randomly, he turned heel and attacked someone with a chair and became a wrestler. And then there was heel coach, and he was a terrible wrestler. And I think right around this time, we were in heel coach mode. Okay. Where he's just kind of this jerk that never wins, but still wrestles sometime for some reason. He had a feud... Where him and Al Snow teamed up to take on Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross for the right to be commentators. Cool. So, like, this is right around, like, scumbag coach times. Who, um, who would be the equivalent nowadays of coach? Corey Graves if he wrestled. Okay. I was just really curious as to what the equivalent would no, be. No, here's the equivalent. If out of nowhere, Byron Saxton attacked someone with a chair and was like, by the way, I'm a badass. We're like, no, you're not. You're Byron Saxton. What are you talking about? He's like, no, I've always been hard. We're like, no, what? There are people who I think if Byron Saxton attacked them with a chair, would be like, all right. Yeah, but he, he imagine if Byron Saxton just like out of nowhere attacked, who's a beloved, like Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> I'm like, why? What are you doing? That's that's Coach at this time. So, Coach welcomes us to the festivities, and then stumbles and he goes, or activities. Yeah. Look, forgive me, gentle listener, for what I'm about to say. Breastivities was right there. Yeah, breastivities was right there. Like, it's not a great joke, but this audience wouldn't care. No. It actually might be too smart for this crowd. Uh, Stacey Keebler is co-hosting and she enters to a cover of ZZ Top's Legs. Yeah, that was her theme song at the time. That makes sense. Uh, and then asks, who is ready to see some ass? Yeah, who's ready to see some ass tonight? Everyone is prepared. And every time Stacey Keebler laughs, it feels very forced and fake. Yeah. Ha ha ha! And uh, this goes on through the entire 80 minute run of this. To the point where you start to notice it becoming considerably more forced. Yes. Uh, they bring out, they talk about how their cameras are everywhere. They're going to crown Miss Girls Gone Wild 2003. Yes. And she's going to win $25,000. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a prize. And I immediately think, oh, this is all going to be fake. Yeah. This is going to be wrestling. No. And they talk about how it was supposed to be in Panama City. uh, And it had gotten shut down. Right. And so that's why they're in South Padre Island, Texas. Mm -hmm. So uh, the mayor of Panama City publicly called Joe Francis, the president of Girls Gone Wild, quote, scum-sucking trash. Yes. So... They knew they were going to run into a lot of police interference uh, if they were doing the show in Panama City. So they ultimately decided to move to South Padre Island in Texas and blamed technical issues. Mm. So uh, not to say there was a very, very strong police presence at this show. Now, they still throw it at Panama City, right? Because that's where Josh Matthews is, right? Yes, and I believe that's also where the house is. Is this their way of, like, fulfilling contracts? Like, oh, you said that Girls Gone Wild was going to be here, and they're like, all right, we'll send Josh Matthews and a camera and four girls. 
I don't know. I never found anything through that. That's what it felt like. Because they would cut on occasion to Josh Matthews, who if you don't know who Josh Matthews is, he was on season one of Tough Enough. He was the third place runner-up, losing to Maven and uh, Chris Nowinski. And uh, If you don't know what Josh Matthews looks like, picture Noah with a real 2003 hairstyle. Yeah, and he just became like a dorky commentator. And he is... Excuse me. Picture Scott Holliday with a real dorky... Imagine Scott Holliday with hair that stands straight up. Uh, And and he's wearing glasses and a polo shirt. Like, a shirt that's way too hot for wherever he is. I'm going to go ahead and give this to Josh Matthews. It was 2003, and that's what a guy wore if he wanted to look even slightly better than T-shirt. He looks like it is eighth grade picture day. And he's surrounded by these women and he is the most uncomfortable. I felt bad for Josh Matthews because he had to be like, so, so, do you girls want to go wild? He reminded me of um, Josh Charles in Wet Hot American Summer. Josh Charles. I may have gotten the... Yeah, no, I'm right. Uh, Josh Charles is... uh, He plays the douchey guy in Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later. Oh, the TV show. Yes. Yes, where he has the The three popped collars. Yeah, that's like the... But not the confidence to pull it off. Yeah, the aggressively preppy vibe, but like really dorky too. So there was a strong police presence at this show too. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, public nudity was legal. Sexualized content wasn't. Oh. We're going to talk about how many times it seems to cut away right on the shots they'd really want. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, also why the test cam works. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, let's, let's roll through this. We learned tonight's judges... They are... The CEO, Joe Francis, from Gir- Girls Gone Wild. Ick. He hugs Stacy Keebler, and it's weird, and she clearly does not want to be part of it. Yeah. And then he's like, come get us, police! Uh, Joe Francis will be arrested a month later in April. Of, Good. Uh, in Florida. Yes. Uh, I will say, Joe Francis looks a bit like Zach Braff from Scrubs. I would like to personally apologize to Zach Braff for that fact. Well, he plays a character like that in uh, Arrested Development. And I think that's why. Oh, yeah. I just... <laughs> so I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Zach Braff on Arrested Development plays uh, the director of Girls with Low Self-Esteem. Yeah, and like, Zach Braff seems like a very nice man. Yes. So... Uh, it's At this point, you point out how little WWE branding there is right. when we're watching. Uh, my next note. Hey, look, Josh Matthews. Next note. Is this what Noah looked like in 2003? Yes. And then he introduces us to a girl named Carolyn. And this is the first time I am uncomfortable. Oh, yes. The, so this there are like three locations. We should make this clear. There's the main stage, which is... The frogs, tequila frogs. There's wherever Josh Matthews is, his own personal hell. And then there's the house. Yes. So Josh Matthews is with these four women. Right. As we've just mentioned. But we cut away to him and he introduces one of the women. And she's like, I'm Carolyn. And she is audibly intoxicated. Yeah. And then flashes her butt. And this is the first moment where I'm really grossed out because everyone we've seen so far we, we hadn't really seen a lot so far yeah this is like the first time that someone going wild also spoke uh then we see leah Poole in texas and she's i think somewhere else in tequila frogs okay this is like I the think weird she's, third location yeah like she's physically in tequila frogs not outside where the show is set up okay and we don't see leah Poole that many times no a very young-looking woman gets in the water, does a wet t-shirt dance, and then pulls her top up. This woman looks 
very young. Yes. Like, I'm a little grossed out by how young this girl looks. Yeah. And, no, I'm not a little. I'm extremely grossed out. Yeah, so immediately, it, it's it's not fun. <laughs> because, like, I have a lot of friends, we both do, that do what would qualify as sex work. Yeah. Like, burlesque shows. Uh, Only fans. Only fans and things like that. And there's always this, like, element when, you know, talking to them about what they do of, like, power. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if I do this, they give me money. Like, they have the control where it's like, guys are begging, like, oh my god, take a picture of your feet. And she has the power of whether or not to do it, and if the money's worth it. This... The girls are doing it for a bad tank top. Or maybe even beyond power, like some of the burlesque uh, performers we know, it's art. Yes. They're dancing. There's art in the makeup and the costumes. Mm -hmm. And they have complete agency over their performances. Yes. Like uh, we saw a cosplay burlesque show and someone was doing Mrs. White from Clue. Yes. So look what you made me do by Taylor Swift. And it was an incredible performance that told a very funny story. Mm -hmm. Like burlesque can be drama. Burlesque can be comedy. Burlesque and sex work overall are work. Yes. And rely on the consent of the person involved. Yeah. Most of the people in this do not seem like they're able to consent. Yes. And it makes me incredibly uncomfortable to have watched this. Yeah. Um, so we get into the girl Miss Girls Gone Wild yes. contest. And there's going to be four categories. Formal wear, evening wear, which no one understands how it's different from formal wear, swimsuit, and talent. Yes. Next note. I want to set this whole event on metaphorical fire. Yes. And then we meet our panel of judges. Mm-hmm. We have WWE diva Tori Wilson, who's now in the Hall of Fame. She is holding a cocktail and also sounds audibly intoxicated whenever she speaks. Yes. Uh, Test, WWE superstar, former member of TNA, Test and Albert. And... Uh, Former fiance of Stephanie McMahon. And uh, at that point, isn't he the kayfabe boyfriend of Stacey Keebler? I believe this would be around that time. Yes, because I, I saw that in my research. So he has what is called the testicle cam. Yes. Which is just a camera at his hip level. That he upskirts contestants with. Yes. Uh, testicles is what Test called his fans. Okay. They were his testicles. Hilarious joke. Uh, just to explain the word testicle being involved here. Ugh. And then we also have Kylie Box. Kylie, Kylie Box is a model. And Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Kylie Box is pretty quiet through most of this. Uh, She's done some acting. Uh, Kylie Bax has not really been... She was in in the movie Get Over It. Oh, I like that film. Uh, That's... Cisco's in that movie. (laughs) And then some bit parts in other movies and the title character of We Married Margot. And Snoop Dogg, who is... Somehow the most drunk out of everyone? Yes. Uh, Snoop Dogg's barely able to stand. He sits in his chair and immediately looks like he's about to fall asleep. Yeah, he um, he is very drunk and very out of order throughout this. Yes. All right, I'm going to rocket through this first horrible segment. Okay, Ready? cool. I've... So here, here's the only funny part. They're like, let's give it up for our first contestant. And then they cut to a member of, like, Snoop Dogg's crew. It's just some dude in, like, a bucket hat. 
Yeah. That's just standing there. And it's like, Robin. It's like, no, that's not Robin. I'm pretty sure that's not yeah, Robin. Yeah, it's someone's assistant. Uh, so the following girls come out and uh, are in their formal wear, which you're not getting into any, you're, you're not going to prom like this. Gentle, gentle listener. You know how I love celebrity Yeah. Just picture the elimination dresses from any episode of Rock of Love by any contestant who's not Taya from season three. Or Taya from season three. Okay. Like I hope that landed for some of y'all. <laughs> I hope it did. But this, they're club wear. Those okay. like club dresses. Yeah, yeah. It's more, yeah, club wear is a good way. So each of the girls are going to come out and... Uh, Stacy Keebler is going to give you a fun fact about them, and then they're going to be asked a question. Stacy Keebler's fun fact about each one of these women is the same 12 words in different orders. It's like she wants to be satisfied. She's flexible. She can be dominating but submissive. Like, we don't learn anything about these girls. They just Those words are repeated over and over again. Uh, Robin comes out and is asked if she spits or swallows. She swallows. Huge applause. Asmus comes out and asks how many orgasms she's had in a single day. She says 10. This gets no reaction from the crowd. Uh, Catherine comes out and is asked how to give a blowjob. She gives a brief uh, uh, discussion of how that's done. Myra comes out. And Snoop Dogg asks, what's your favorite uh, position? Is it doggy style? Is it doggy style? Is it doggy style? It's doggy style, right? Doggy style? She says it's doggy style or sideways or front to back. Myra is also 18 and looks like it. Yes. Like, she is one of the two contestants I found most upsetting. Because she's like, she's the only one who I think is explicitly 18. I think the rest of them are like 19... There's a lot of them who are underage yeah. and drinking. Yeah. Uh, which I'm surprised they were permitted to show. Yeah. That's a really good point. Uh, I missed the next girl's name, which is a shame because she's the most important out of all of them. Uh, she is asked uh, what happened when she lost her virginity and reveals that she is a virgin. Yes. And they boo. Yeah. Uh come yeah. on. It is really, really gross. Coach at this point is trying... Oh, there's a line that gets said here that makes me want to throw up. Okay. Now, I don't know if you caught. One of the male judges says, well, if we had stones right now. What? I totally missed that. How? How is this scumbag... Gonna bring up the Bible here. Look, I don't know which man says it. I don't know if we see which man says it. Oh, it's probably Test. Test is the worst this whole time. Uh, Yeah, when these women are also walking down to the stage, Test upskirts several of them. Yes, it's really annoying and awful. Uh, At this point, we start to realize that Coach is sober and clearly the man in charge here. Yes. So he's trying to be like, we got to keep the show rolling, gang. Coach is very much in charge. And that's uh, that's why multiple times throughout this entire show, you'll hear Coach go, no, 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 no. Or we can't do that. <laughs> Coach is trying to keep the police from shutting down the show mid-show. Coach... I'm uh I'm sorry you ended up in this situation. Uh Nikki wears glasses. Nikki wears glasses. So they assume she's a nerd. Yeah. So they ask her Superman or Batman and she says both. And that gets applause. It it's very funny. She wears glasses and pigtails and you almost think she's doing like the schoolgirl bit. Mm-hmm. But when they're all under 25, They are all children. Yeah, they are schoolgirls. Nikki will be my favorite. I will let you know that right now. There are two more Nikki moments. 
that are legitimately great. The glasses, I, I think it's very interesting. She wears the glasses through the entire show. Mm-hmm. It's the, the savviest thing I see one of these women do. Stand out? She has a gimmick. Yeah. I mean, from, you know, I'm a musical theater kid. All I can think of is Gypsy. You mm-hmm. gotta get a gimmick. Right. Nikki uses glasses as a gimmick. My next two notes are, my stomach hurts these poor drunk women. Uh, the women are all giving these canned answers based on what they think men want to hear. Yes. Uh, Donna's son is asked how oral is done and performs it on the microphone. Bridget then comes out and asks to do the same thing. And I was like, Ew! It's bad enough the first girl licked it. Now you're also licking it. Well, it also shows how few ideas they really Yeah, have. they're already out of ideas. Uh, Renee is asked uh, to explain her uh, best girl-on-girl experience. And she starts to tell, like, a boring story. And Coach is like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, yeah, you'd have to... You had to have been there. Uh... Shala is flexible. She she does like something flexible. She looks like Josie from the Josie and the Pussycats. She does though. Um, I don't. I can't read my. I think her name is es- Estala. Uh, is asked uh, if she was going to a formal event, which judge would she take with her? And she says the girl in the pink top. Which, great WWE branding to have some girl not know Tori Wilson's name. And just go, that one. Yeah, another one, another uh, person gets asked about which judge they would do something with. Yes, yeah, Stacy is given the same question. She's given, which, uh, which judge would you orally pleasure to get ahead in this competition? Yes. And she also says Tori Wilson. Yes. Uh, for the fifth time, I have the note, my stomach hurts. Yes. Uh, this is sloppy. Like, this whole thing is sloppy. It's not fun. Uh, we go to this beach house, and it's men and women all screaming and drinking. And I, I cannot get the idea out of my head. I was like, some of these women were probably assaulted later that night. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm unable to find anything charming or entertaining about this yeah there there's a moment coming up later that i will definitely like really hit Ooh, this really shows how uncomfortable this is uh then we get a montage of major girls gone wild moments of the funniest moments of girls gone wild and several of them are more fail army than like like legitimately nothing risque about them it's just a girl does a handstand and falls. Yeah, it's just attractive women falling. But, like, nothing... This is the only part where I'm like, huh. Yeah. Because it's just, like, girl in bikini fails at cartwheel. Yeah, fall over. Girl, fall over. Yeah. Hooray. And, uh, yeah, and you and I both went, had the note fail army, yeah, and then looked at each other and went, ha, ha, ha. I, I do want to throw in that there's a moment between Stacy Keebler and the coach where Stacy's like, so who do you think's ahead? And the coach goes, I like the blonde girl. And Stacy's like, they were like all blonde. And I and that's when I was like, yeah, they were all pretty much identical women. Uh, what what like two or what three are we of doing? them had different colors of hair. Yeah. The one who looked like Josie had that red flip that looks mm. exactly like Rachel Lee Cook's in Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. And then uh one girl at least one girl has dark hair. Yes, but that's about it. Like, no one had, except for uh, uh, Nikki, who has glasses, everyone basically looks the same. Round two is round one again. I don't even have any notes. Well, a bunch of stuff happens before we get to round two. Yes, we get the video package advertising Tori Wilson and Playbill. Playboy. I said Playbill. Yes. A mistake I made in my notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they advertised Tori Wilson and Playboy with the same video package they had been able to run on SmackDown. Yes. <laughs> we then also get a commercial for WrestleMania 19. Yeah. The McMahons at this point, uh, had been considering buying Playboy. Really? Yes. That's 
interesting. They have they do partner often. Yeah, they did. Or at least they used to. Yeah, they did not. Um, obviously, they did not buy Playboy, but they were at one point considering it. Interesting. And then we get the body challenge. Yes. So I remember this being advertised on SmackDown that there was a conflict between Tori Wilson and Nydia, the winner of season two of Tough Enough. And they were at odds, so they were going to have a body challenge at Girls Gone Wild, which is the reason I, as a young boy, wanted to see this. And this is not me being facetious, like, I really wanted to see boobs, so this was my excuse. I was like, no, something WWE canon is going to happen on this show, and then I won't know what's going on next time I watch Raw. This is the best moment of the show. If the whole show had been this type of stuff... Oh, yeah. Like, this could have been a fun show. Yeah. Nydia comes out. She dances a bit. Everyone's chanting for her to take her clothes off. She pulls her shirt up and then says no. And everyone boos because she's a heel. Yes. And this... This has always been a bit of a WWE uh, storyline. Is the girl that refuses to get naked when she's supposed to is the bad, <laughs> the bad guy, and the good guy is the girl that just wants to be naked. Yep. But she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then Tori's, it's Tori's time. We don't know what the rules of this body challenge are, by the way. No. It's just, hey, show your body, I guess. Uh, Tori Wilson then comes out and does a body shot with Stacey Keebler. Yeah. And then shows off her body. And they kind of do the burlesque thing where Tori Wilson takes clothes off and has clothes underneath that are smaller. Yes. So she's showing a little bit more of her body. And she's undressing and she's undressing. And then Nydia comes out of nowhere and hits her with a chair. <laughs> and I can't stress this enough. It's not a steel chair like you normally see. No, it's like a wicker chair. She's like a wicker bar stool. And just rams into her like hard. Out of nowhere. It's genuinely blindsides her and then they just start fighting i i laughed so hard at this the shot of her getting hit with the chair is unbelievable they then like do what would be considered a cat fight in wrestling where they roll around on each other and then one person's on top and kind of shakes the person on the bottom and then they roll around a little bit more and then Security comes in. They drag off Nydia. Tori Wilson's unconscious. Yeah. And they drag off Tori Wilson as well. And I definitely have the moment of... Tori Wilson's the baby face in this scenario. It should end with her standing up like, I'm victorious, I defeated the bad girl. Not, oh dear God... The girl we like is unconscious and being dragged away currently. And then Coach goes, well, time to get back to the competition. It's like one of the judges is dead. Well, I mean, part of it is that if Tori Wilson is standing tall, she'd have to take her top off. I guess that's true. On this Mm pay-per-view, when she's trying to sell a magazine, that's entire purpose is that you can see her with her top off. Yes. Also, it should be noted that while Tori Wilson is unconscious on the ground, Snoop Dogg is yelling, get an ass shot. Get a good ass shot. Yes. No! Stop! I don't want to hate you. But now I hate you. And then we get another cutaway to another Girls Gone Wild moment where they're saying, they they're trading... A girl showing her boobs for a Girls Gone Wild tank top. <sighs> and there's three things. She then calls her mom. Yes. 
to ask permission. All I can think of, I guess I'm old now, because all I can think of is being on the other end of that line. And knowing that my child is in a dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. And being just preyed on. Yeah. That she's going to take her top off on camera. And Mm -hmm. is this going to affect her getting a job someday? Mm Mm-hmm. And they, they do this moment where they do a circle shot of all the men surrounding There are her. no women nearby. It's nauseatingly predatory. Yeah. It's because they're all chanting for this girl to take her top off. I get the impression this woman is in danger. Mm-hmm. I am legitimately like upset talking about it. Because I want to say from my side of things, as a young man who would stay up late and watch E... <laughs> So I could watch Son of the Beach or Howard Stern. I saw a lot of Girls Gone Wild commercials, uh, which we talk about in our Crowdfund Crypt episode. Hey, remember that commercial? Uh, And it was always like this steel drum music would play and it was Girls Going Wild, which was you would see them wearing a shirt. They'd pull the shirt up. It would say too hot for TV and they'd go, woo, and they would laugh. And there would be fun music, and they would cut to all these other things. All the fun that is in that commercial is immediately erased in this shot when you hear the guy behind the camera going, take your top off. Now it's like, oh, this isn't a bunch of girls just going wild and having fun. These are girls being manipulated and lied to and pressured and coerced. It's like, oh, ugh. Because I know when I was young, I thought it was fake. There's there's a part of me that kind of thought it was fake as well. Like, because I, I was... I, I'm an uptight adult. I was always an uptight little kid. I could not imagine being in a situation where I would do this. Yeah. Because I was always pretty uptight. So the idea of doing this was like unfathomable to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, clearly everyone is exactly like me because you're... You know, a mm-hmm. young teenager and you don't realize other people are different than you at this point. So, I also didn't understand alcohol when I found out. Yes. So, I didn't really understand what was happening in these. I was like, I don't... There's no way all of these young, hot girls are just taking their tops off for the camera. Sure, whatever. Because I didn't understand how much alcohol was involved. In my young mind, I assumed that they were wearing something. You know, there was like prosthetics. No, I just thought because well, like, you'd only ever see the pixelated of the, I, no. It would say it would say a word that said too hot. So I thought like when you got it, you oh, it's her bra. Oh, <laughs> I was an innocent young man. So yeah, like this moment where this girl calls her mom before doing it, and we see this circle of men standing around her, and everyone's wasted. And I just, you just want to go in and pretend she's your sister and get her out of there. Yeah. Like, if I saw a young woman in that position as an adult, I'd be like, how do I get this girl out of this position? Post haste. Yes. Then we get to the talent competition. Well, to, well, we also have this. Not yet. Let me, let me just like. All right. I don't quick. have any more notes. I, I, there's not really anything to say. But, like, there was a whole uh, evening wear competition and a whole swimsuit competition where no one was eliminated. Right. So we had to go through all 12 girls again. Stacey Keebler's giving us the same, like, word salad facts, air quotes. And then they do it again. And just nothing's happening. And all it's really doing is burning out the crowd. Yes. Because they want this crowd to be raucous and like woo-hoo-y. But like, this is now the third time that you're seeing this girl not show her boobs, but wear something revealing. So the crowd's getting insane. I do want to talk about one little thing that happens with my girl Nikki. Because Stacy Keebler goes, this is the one time she uses a new word. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she's like, Nikki's really ambitious. Show us how ambitious you are. And Nikki just kind of like does a thing and goes to walk away. And Stacy goes, no, Nikki, come back. Show us how ambitious you are. And Nikki walks up to Stacy Keegler like she's about to kill her. Like she's walking with purpose like it's about to be a fight. And she goes, and you get hopeful. For and I'm like, maybe this will turn into wrestling. And Nikki goes, what do you want me to do? And Stacey Keebler goes, show your boobs? And Nikki goes, no. And storms off and the crowd boos. Yes. Now we can get to the talent competition. <laughs> like, the one thing I really wanted to stress, the reason that like I didn't want to just jump to the talent competition, is I really wanted to stress how long this was. Yeah. And how boring it was. Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't have a lot of notes for two rounds. Yeah. So then we get the talent competition. The first girl does a whipped cream bikini. Yeah, I I should stress what the gimmick is. Is Test is going to st- spin a wheel, and then that's the talent they're going to perform. It's also a good time to point out, everything on the wheel is spelled wrong. Everything is spelled wrong. Uh... The first girl gets billed a bikini, and she has to, uh, she makes like a whipped cream bikini. Uh, The wheel spins far too long when they actually spin it. Yes. And uh, the the second thing it lands on is juggle water balloons. And the crowd loses their mind that they're going to waste time watching a girl juggle balloons. Yes. Balloons. Yeah, that are spelled balloons. And they're like, oh my God, we got to do something different. We got to do something different. So Test moves it to balls in your mouth. And the girl eats grapes. No, that's... No, marshmallows. She plays Fluffy Bunny. Yeah, she puts marshmallows in her mouth. And then she's like, I did 10. And they're like, that's not enough balls. This is where the show really starts to go off the rails. Yeah. Because the crowd is now ravenous. Because basically, they've seen boobs all night. That's not cutting it anymore. Yeah, they're burnt out on boobs. And so are the judges. So the judges start, like, into a microphone demanding things. Uh, Carrie, who is the virgin, spins the wheel... They don't care what it lands on, and they demand that she pretend to have an orgasm. Yeah, she gets fake an orgasm. And Coach is like, I know you haven't had one yet because you're a virgin. And then, you know, I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Snoop repeatedly yells, S this D at her. Yeah. Like, I'm not comfortable saying what he says to her. Yeah. Um, on microphone. And then they also do lift your skirt chants. Yes. And they boo this poor girl. Stacy Keebler visibly puts her mic down to talk to Carrie where the mic won't pick her up. Yes. And at this point, Keebler looks dead behind the eyes. You can hear her kind of say, do you not want to do this? I didn't hear it. I was taking notes. I didn't see what she said. Oh, I, I definitely hear her saying, do you not want to do it? And like, Stacy helps this girl escape. Yeah. And it's this moment where you realize, like, Keebler is no longer comfortable with the job. Yeah. Uh, that's when my girl Nikki comes back up. And I don't know what she landed on. She landed on... Uh, A spitter swallow. Yes. And they were like, we're going to pour stuff on you, and you can either swallow it or spit it out. Do you remember back in Razzie Month when we watched Infinite mm-hmm. and they honeyboard a guy? Yeah! Oh my god! That is what they do here. It it's, is! It's honey and chocolate. She gets on her knees and it's just like, go ahead and do it. And Stacey Keebler pours so much chocolate and honey in her mouth that she coughs at one point 
And it looks like Jed was out looking for some food and up came up some bubbling crude. Oh my god. He's like, Ugh. I was like, oh, you're killing her, Stacy. Stacy, she will die. She oh. needs oxygen to live. The other things that then happen are the Tongue Olympics, which is where they make girls kiss. Man, tongue is spelled so wrong. Tongue is spelled very wrong. T-O-U-N-G-E. Uh, other, like, this is where the show really starts to break down. Because the judges start, like, storming to the stage and just start, like, making demands. Where they're like, you and you, Tongue Olympics, go! And there's also, like, coach trying to get a hold of the show because they can't show anything too much. Yes. Uh, one of the things on there is phallic food. Yes. And they try to get people to, like, deep throat a banana. Ooh. There is a giant sausage that is, like, way too round. And yeah, it's one of those ones you, like, see at Christmas time in the mall kiosk. And, like, longer than my arm. And Stacy Keebler hands it to this girl. And Coach saves her life and pulls it away from her and puts it on the table and gets booed. So he shrugs, he gets it back and gives it to her, and this poor woman tries to deep throat it. She can't get it past her teeth. She's like, okay, what are we doing? Uh, and then it becomes like, we can't make a deci- decision, so it's freestyle time? Oh, Everyone just go crazy. Who really wants it? This is a time where the camera shows the crowd a lot. Yeah. And the coach is trying their best, to lo- his best to... Uh, keep control while the owner of girls gone wild is actively trying to make it worse. Yeah. It's like, come on, go for it. Go harder. How bad do you want it? We cut back to the stage. Everyone's covered in whipped cream and half naked, except for the Virgin and Nikki who are now hidden on the like edge of the stage. Yeah. Like who don't want to be a part of this. And notably, uh, the girl who looks like Josie. Yeah. Is Bugs Bunny eating a carrot. Yeah, th- that was also strange. <laughs> like, she's not, like, being suggestive with a carrot. She's straight up Bugs Bunny chomping a carrot. Yeah, like, for no apparent reason. You know, like, when Bugs Bunny leaves a situation and they're all, everyone's, like, flattened under anvils? That's what she's doing. She's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's just utter chaos, and they're trying to then pick who's going to win. And they try to do it with a plaza meter. <laughs> uh, everyone pretty much gets cheered except for Nikki and the Virgin who get booed. Who Nikki is like, don't cheer for me. Yeah, I don't want to be Miss Girls Gone Wild. Uh, she never takes her clothes off. Nope. Like, she was clearly just like, I'm in this for me and I'm not giving you guys anything. Yeah. Uh... I don't even know who wins. Donna. Donna. All I remember is we get down to like the top five Mm -hmm. arbitrarily. And the guy who runs Girls Gone Wild is like grabbing girls by their arms and dragging them into a lineup. And it doesn't look like. And he's clearly hammered. Yeah. Like we're way out of bounds now of what this show is. And then all of a sudden he decides someone's a winner and they give her a big check that says $25,000. And then she mentions her employer. What what a weird decision. (laughs) She thanks her employer. And then Coach asks if anyone wants to be in the world's biggest flash. So they call up the women who were in the audience, which do not look like there were many of them. It was more than I thought. (laughs) And some girls are super into it. Some girls are just on stage, waving their arms, still clothed. Yeah. They're just just happy to be there. And then, and it says in big letters, world's largest flash, so you can't see it. 
it's just all bad. And then it ends. And now it's over. And now we're done. I closed my book. So I, I found a contemporary review of it. A review from 2003. Okay. And they were mostly upset that uh, they felt the WWE tie-in was really misleading. Yeah. Uh, for a different reason than you. They thought they were going to see WWE talent in a state of undress. Going wild. Uh, there was, And they also felt what was done was very tame. Oh, um, really? They, I mean, they felt a, a lot of times they cut away before things got too bad. Right. Because they can't really do this. So, yeah. Fans were irate that none of the divas exposed themselves. Coach was audibly panicking for a lot of the show. Yeah. Uh, Joe Francis gets arrested a month later in Florida because uh, not every young lady in Girls Gone Wild was over 18. Right. All the girls in this were. Yeah. I imagine that to get this far, the 12 contestants were all vetted. Right. Uh, but apparently in Florida, Girls Gone Wild did film underage girls in spring break. Yeah, which is a huge crime. Yeah. Uh, Girls Gone Wild was bankrupt in 2013, and Joe Francis left the United States to escape justice, essentially. Cool. Um, there was a 2022 documentary on him that TNT ran. Uh, he's just... He's not a good person. No. I usually don't like to make, like, character judgments I, on I the barely show, want like, to call him a person. There's a reason I stopped using his name. Yeah, I... Uh, this this was so bad. I'm so uncomfortable with the fact that it happened. What It's 2003, me. so I feel like this is at the very precipice of something like this being able to ruin your life. Because mm -hmm. in the 90s and the 2000s, like... Unless your face was in a Girls Gone Wild ad... It was really hard for being in something like that to ruin your life. Right. Like, it was never a great... Because they were also coercing people who did not have the ability to consent to sign these releases. Right. The, the whole concept of this is just nauseating. And I immediately was like, well, what happened to these girls? Because, like, I wanted to know if these girls were like, this will be my launching pad. And perhaps they wanted to pursue things in the adult industry. And I would understand thinking that this would be a step in that right direction. If you go to the IMDb page for this, none of them are listed. I did no research into any of these women intentionally. I did not want this 20-year-old thing, even in our small and humble podcast, I didn't want this 20-year-old showed come back and haunt somebody. I mean, what I the point I'm making is that Girls Gone Wild did not view these women as talent. No, absolutely not. So, like, they were not getting anything out of this. Like, the person who won got 25K, and then 11 other girls got naked for no reason. Like, the fact that this was a product and they're the product and they're making no money off of it and they're getting nothing out of it. Like, I understand your feeling of like, they probably don't want notoriety, but I could also imagine that one or two of them wanted modeling or adult careers out of this and could like say, I was on a pay-per-view. Yeah. They but they're completely just erased. This is just so upsetting to me, especially the girls who seem to have gotten in over their heads almost immediately. Yeah. Like, I just, I find this genuinely so upset. Now, one person this did come back to haunt was Linda McMahon. I'd imagine. Uh, they ran an article about, uh, Politico ran an article about it in 2010 when they forced WWE to acknowledge the event. Do you know the phrase October Surprise? Yes. Politico ran an October surprise, essentially, about Linda McMahon and Girls Gone Wild. Because Linda McMahon was a big part of producing this show. Yeah. So, uh, they kind of hid behind the fact that they were no longer a TV-14 company, even though they are now. Yeah. Yeah. 
continue and then I'll, I'll say my bit later. So Linda McMahon and the WWE were forced to publicly acknowledge this. Right. Which they hadn't really done in years and years and years. Uh, the Politico article doesn't mention much that we didn't already go over. Oh, okay. Uh, but it is very interesting. One of the reasons we thought it would be interesting to do this is, one, WWE decided to go TV 14 again, like, two days ago. Yeah. Like, granted, we were planning to do this before that happened, but we stayed the course for that reason. And two, because Vince McMahon is in a bunch of sexual trouble right now uh, yeah. for for paying hush money for people he had affairs with. Uh, not to mention the fact that on TV, he had an affair with Tori Wilson. So it all kind of like... We thought this would be an interesting time to bring up. By the way, also, this happened, considering the current uh, WWE landscape. Yeah, it's it's a painful reminder of how poorly WWE treats slash treated female talent. Yeah. Um, they still clearly have a lot of issues with how they treat female talent. Uh, this whole thing is just gross. One of the reasons we still pursued this episode was I, I wanted to discuss the concept of lost media. Okay. Because one of the reasons we did the show was because it had been lost. Mm-hmm. And that we attach an intrinsic value on lost media. Think about how excited we were when Megan Wants a Millionaire resurfaced. Right. And is there a value to something just because it's hard to find? Yeah, like just because something is rare, we put a value on it. That may be unjustified. And I I was thinking about this because right around the time this resurfaced, a very famous lost episode of Sesame Street resurfaced. Right. uh, With Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West, reprising her role. Mm -hmm. And it had been pulled off the air because it was deemed too scary. Right. Now... I'm sure... I have not yet watched that Sesame Street episode because I just have not had the time... I'm sure it's not that bad, but I'm sure you're going into it expecting it to be really horrifying for kids. Meanwhile, like regular Muppet Show has moments that are just deeply terrifying. Right. So I, I think some media should stay lost. Yeah. I mean, we had, before this whole thing was found, we had the gif of Nydia hitting Tori Wilson with the chair. And I I think that's why people wanted to find it. Yeah. Because they're like, oh my God, I need the context for this. And if they're doing this, what else is on the show? But in reality, it was the only part of that show that was literally worth saving. That's yes. why it got saved and put on the internet. Uh, the rest of it is just bad. And... Like, there's a reason that nobody wanted to preserve this. And now it's been preserved because it was a lost item that everyone was searching for so desperately. Now that we have it, we really have gained nothing. We've lost more than we gained yeah, by like having I'm, this in our lives. I'm still genuinely upset about it. Yeah, I'm, like, pretty excited to unsave this on my... Uh, I, I keep a file of saved mm-hmm. posts on obscure media and... Uh, lost media, and I'm excited to never think yeah. about this again. This was almost unepisoded several times throughout the process of making this episode, where we were like, "Do we really want to do this? Yeah, let's figure out what it is. Ooh, now that we're watching it, do we really want to do this? Ooh, is this enough to be an episode? Like, there was a good chance this was going to be a lost episode of Stay Doomed, but then it would be more valuable." Exactly. Uh, this is just so deeply gross. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not over it. Like, we actually had to stop and edit and go back to the discussion because I, like, this was genuinely upsetting. In a way, I haven't been upset by an episode since Heather's. Yeah. And in fact, I found Heather's considerably less upsetting. Because it's fiction. Because... Heather McNamara is not a real person. Yeah. Like, these were all real people. I, that girl who called her mom and was surrounded by 
you know, drunk guys like a pack of wolves. Yeah. We we legitimately hope that in creating this podcast that someone who was interested in this event will listen to this podcast instead of watching it. Yes. Like, honestly, that that was one of the reasons why we went through with this episode. And uh, we we almost never actively encourage you to not watch yeah. something we've done. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, genuinely, don't watch yeah, this. Yes, we will not be providing a link for this one. Good. Editor Noah here. We forgot what we were going to watch next week, so I have to edit this in. So next week, we will be watching the pilot for Legally Blonde. Yes, they tried to make a TV show out of the film, and uh, it's an unsold pilot. So we will be watching Legally Blonde. We also owe you a poll. This is a poll for July. So what would you like us to watch? First up, this was basically what we thought that this WWE Girls Gone Wild was going to be, so we thought maybe we'd throw this on the poll. We've been hitting the wrestling uh, button quite a bit, but uh, we wanted to offer this to you. It's called Glob, Gorgeous Ladies of Burlesque. It was a burlesque wrestling show, so we wanted to throw that on the poll to see if maybe we could get what we were kind of going for or hoping for with this episode, or we could just move on completely. Moving on completely is totally an option. And for that, we have the Ginger Rogers Show. What's the Ginger Rogers Show? No idea, but it's from 1963. And I know you guys love it when we do old stuff. So the Ginger Rogers Show. Know what you guys also like when we do Talking Animals? So we are going to throw onto the poll the 2004 reboot pilot of Mr. Ed, the talking horse. And to round things out, how about Microcops? It's a sci-fi show about cops that are small. Those are your options. You can vote now on our Twitter at Stay Doomed. Take it away past us. All right. So this has been your happy, fun time, stay doomed episode of the week. Hope you had a good time with us. Where can people find us? You can email us on the stay doomed show at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at stay doomed. And if you want to talk to me about, I don't know, AW, I'm at plus two comedy. If you want to talk about the ethics of lost media, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>